We have intelligence from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. This may well have been unintentional. In light of this new information, it is now more important than ever that we know exactly how such a tragedy could have happened. The families of the victims and all Canadians want answers. I want answers. That means closure, transparency, accountability, and justice. 40 of the 63 uh, people, Canadians, that passed away in that crash, that tragic crash, were from the GTA. There was uh, several vigils held last night. And I think one of the most difficult things to hear is uh, world leaders like Trump and uh, our very own prime minister say that this could have been a mistake or unintentional. I think to the people that are uh, left with family members or friends that are gone, those words are hard to hear. Because, you know, how could something like that be a mistake? Um, you know, if you're going to fire a missile, you fired a missile. So I think uh, in some respects, it, that's hard to hear. We have to wait for the investigation to ensue. Um, currently, we're having some problems uh, getting our people into Iran because we have some uh, diplomatic issues there. We don't have anybody on the ground. Uh, we haven't since 2012. And the head of Iran's Civil Aviation Authority has called on Western governments to make their evidence public. If they have it, if they have the courage, if they have the findings with scientific support, they should show this to the world. He said, one thing I can tell you is this plane was not hit by a missile. Um, Just to talk about uh, exactly how this investigation is going to, uh, or how an unusual investigation takes place, we're joined by David McNair. He's an aviation consultant and former aviation safety investigator with the Transportation Safety Board. David, thanks for being here. I think we have so many questions today uh, because, you know, we're hoping for a transportation, uh, sorry, a trans. Uh, transparent investigation. I know that Iran originally said they weren't going to release the black boxes, that they had been damaged. Um, They are now inviting Canada's uh, representatives from the Transportation Safety Board to go into Iran along with uh, people from the states and Boeing to investigate. But I hear that the crash site has been uh, walked on. In some cases, we're hearing reports of uh, bulldozers have been in there and uh, even people scavenging on the site. What usually happens when a plane goes down to the actual crash site? Well, you know, it, it depends on, uh, you know, the circumstance where the airplane crashes. And of course, the the sad part of all this is recovering the victims. And this this obviously has to be done very quickly. And uh, that there's no no way get getting around that, but you know the the site itself, um, depending on what where it's happened and what happened, sometimes it has to be cleared. But hopefully, when it's cleared, the pieces are systematically taken to a place where they can be re- reassembled, and this is an important part of doing the investigation because I think uh, the recorders themselves, if this in fact was a missile, as as everybody seems to be saying now, the recorder itself will have limited utility. But the wreckage site will, wreckage itself will have the answers, and it has to be done in a very systematic way. The pieces have to be organized, identified, and this is where the manufacturer comes in. You can identify parts to the airplane, and then it can be reassembled in a way that, if there was a missile strike, as there was in MH17, the construction reconstruction showed very clearly where it happened, which was near the cockpit area, showed the debris hits, and those kind of things. 
You would think if a missile struck a plane and then it, it crashed, uh, there'd be, it looked like from the videos that we're seeing, there was significant uh, uh, fire and flames and explosions going on. Uh, how do they learn from pieces that are present and pieces that are missing exactly uh, what went down? I mean, how much of a crapshoot is it or is there real, is it, is it easy to uh, reconstruct exactly what went down? It's not easy. Uh, Canada has reconstructed, uh, for example, the Swiss Air uh, flight that happened, and that was for a different purpose, to, to find out where a fire happened. A reconstruction is not easy, it's not cheap, but it has to be done if there are no other answers. And this is what, ha- what the Dutch did for the MH17. They uh, spent a lot of time and money and energy, of course, with the, the Dutch uh, police authorities as well, because this is out of the realm of flight safety in a way. It's more of a criminal act and, or an a, a act of war or some other definition that doesn't usually fall under uh, accident investigation. But accident investigators are there to help to reconstruct, and that's what the Dutch Safety Board did. They reconstructed that airplane, and it, it took a long time. They didn't have all the pieces, but they had the pieces they needed, which was near the cockpit. And, uh, and that proved very clearly that that, that airplane was brought down by by a missile and exactly they know exactly where the missile hit in that case they had the pieces uh near the cockpit is it very is it important to have uh the pieces at the front of the plane are they the most important pieces to have in a situation like this in this situation the important pieces are wherever the airplane the wherever the missile if there was a missile it encountered the airplane and so you have to keep looking for the evidence wherever it wherever it is but you you'll reconstruct as many pieces you can but it's not an easy job to say just because the site starts to be cleared doesn't mean they can't uh, uh, in fact, put the airplane back together because the wreckage, as long as it's kept somewhere in a, in a safe place, and this is not unusual that the wreckage has to be cleared. You can't leave debris all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for people. Uh, and site, there are lots of reasons why sites have to be cleaned up. But in any case, uh, as long as the pieces are systematically cleaned up, systematically stored, and then can be re-identified and reassembled. But that's not a short process. It's a long process. How long would that take? Process. It depends on, on again, uh, how much breakup. But uh, I think the, the, uh, the uh, I, I don't remember exactly how long it took the Dutch to do it, but it was, it was uh, many months to do it once they had the pieces. The challenge is with the Iranians, like how transparent do they want to be if they did in, indeed uh, accidentally or otherwise shoot down uh, that plane, they might be trying to cover something up. If you have the uh, the black boxes, which they say have been damaged, uh, part of it uh, just missing, uh, part of the recording is is missing. Can you still, can, you know, by reconstructing the plane, find out what happened, regardless of what those black boxes are missing? In the case of the MH17, which was shot down over Ukraine. Uh, the only answers really were in the wreckage. The, the, the flight recorders, uh, there, there was a short pulse, and the short pulse and the duration of the pulse was an indicator that there had been an outside explosion, but not proof positive. The proof positive was the wreckage reconstruction. And uh, again, that's, this is again, this is a tough part of uh, investigation. The expensive part of investigation is to, to put those things all together, and requires the cooperation of everybody. And the Iranians and, and, and the Ukrainians, uh, folks in Ukraine, have to work together along with. Other countries, U.S. and in this case Canada as well, has now been invited to join and hopefully they get full access to all the information. David, when you talk about a pulse that was recorded in the black box, what does the black box record? Is it uh, is it recording more than a cockpit chatter? Because odds are that it would have been very quiet and they're also saying here that commercial airlines uh, say that if you're flying out of Tehran's airport, you know one simple rule, you do not turn right uh, because there are mountains there, there's mountain range you want to avoid and these pilots turned right. The, the cockpit versus recorder basically has uh, several channels of, of in, inside uh, audio, but it also has something called a cockpit area mic. 
that cockpit area might pick up outside sounds, like uh, sounds in the cockpit, even if the pilots don't have their headsets on, it picks up their voices, not as well. Uh, but it also picks up external sounds like engines or explosions. And in this case, in the MA-17, it picked up a very large, large uh, spike pulse of sound of very short duration. And this was compared to other airplanes that had in-flight breakups. For example, TW-800 was broken up, it broke up in flight uh, in 1996 because of the center fuel tank explosion. The pulse was a different nature. It was longer. The duration of the pulse was longer. So that's a, a sort of an uh, indirect uh, indication, but it's not proof positive of, of, of a missile uh, striking the airplane. David, you saw the video, I'm sure, as a lot of people have, um, of uh, the, what people claim was a missile striking that commercial airliner that went down. Do you have any gut feeling on this, knowing what you know, or is it too early to even speculate? Well, you know, I, I, I'm out of the realm, and I have to rely on the people like our prime minister and the other leaders of our country, and along with along with these security specialists, to figure that out. I, I mean, I've seen too many things where people have, uh, you know, I don't. I guess I don't believe anything I, I see necessarily because I know so much can be done. I don't really have doubts for this necessarily, but. Uh, I'm still waiting to see what the, how at all the uh, the actual official reports come up, which is again out of out of my realm of expertise. This is a security issue, a military design issue, et cetera. So this is not not what uh, action investigators typically do. They get involved to find they'll help the uh, security people reconstruct an airplane because they know how airplanes are built. The specialists know how airplanes are built, and you can put it back together best you can to determine if there in fact was an impact, but of, by a missile or something else. But uh, in terms of the other, uh, what's believable, what's transparent, that's out of our realm of expertise. David, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. David McNair is an aviation consultant and former aviation safety investigator with the Transportation Safety Board and uh, joined us to talk about how challenging it's going to be uh, when we get um, access to the crash site to put things together and find out exactly what happened to that Ukrainian flight.